This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well. But if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, oh, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. It's That's, okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to another episode of Legend of Retro. This is Xander and with me is the new guy. The new guy? The new you were gonna do a voice. Oh, there he is. Sorry, I, I cut the new guy off. Hi, Xander. This is Steven. Hey, Steve. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself, Steve. Well, I grew up in a mining town, and I worked in a cave, and I mined for gems for money. Did you have a uh, pet canary? Salamander. Oh, I thought I thought canaries were good for you know finding the depths of mines and how deep you could go before it you died. It was a company company canary. I didn't have him as a pet. Oh, he was on the payroll. <laughs> what did you get paid in the mine? Uh, two sandwiches a day. Oh, okay. It's kind of like getting paid in gum. <laughs> Man, Stephen, you're a weird guy. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't think we can have you on the show anymore, Stephen. My lungs aren't the best. That's why I talk like this. What uh, what video games do you like? Well, when I was growing up, we played a lot of Mario Brothers. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Man, Stephen, <what>? get out of here. <laughs> okay. okay, guys. Well, I'll see you later. Oh, my God, I go. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for coming just get in. Out. Just get out. Oh, he's gone now. Good. <clears throat> Steven, he seems like a nice guy. Better than Jazzy. I hope he comes back often. Yeah, me too. It's an open door policy here at the the Legend of Retro and the GameZilla slash Motor City Gaming Studios. Mm-hmm. So. so we're not here to just talk about Steven. <laughs> no. <laughs> Believe no, it or not, we're gone. Yeah. Steven's gone. We're, uh, we're going to talk about a video game. Yes. You're very knowledgeable. So welcome back to Legend of Retro. Yes, welcome um, back. And yeah, you're going to talk about a game that you destroyed. Yes. Utterly destroyed. Um, yes, yeah, so we've we've talked about this one on Retro Relapse in the past, not uh, in Season 1, but prior to the relaunch. Um, 
on an episode that I was there for. So that, that's sort of like we're going down memory lane here. Ooh, <laughs> we're going to talk today about Little Nemo Dream Master. Little Nemo, as I like to call it, <clears throat> Xander owns this game and made it. That's why he's so good at it. I do, made it. I do love this game. Uh, so Little Nemo was released in... 1990, September of 1990. Oh, wow. In the U.S. We actually got it before Japan and Wait, what? Europe. It didn't come out in Europe and so Japan. This is, this is an American game? I No, it's still by, it's by Capcom USA, maybe? I don't know. I didn't really get the, the details on that guy. Um, but it was released in the U.S. before it was released in Japan or... Uh, what do you call it, that other place? Europe? Europe. You just said it. Where the Europeans are from. I don't think that's what they're called. Are but you sure? Nope. Okay. Well, at any rate, uh, we got it first because USA. 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 Yeah. Uh, it's based on the movie. I didn't know this. I didn't ever know there was a movie out. Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. Is this a... Which is based on the comic. So, back up. Yeah. The movie is a cartoon? Correct. That was released in America? Yes. First? Yes. Well, no, it was in Japan first. Okay, so wait. The movie... Uh, well, okay, where did the comic strip come from? The comic strip is from all the way back in 1905 by Windsor McKay. Ooh, I like that name. Yeah, it's pretty Windsor sweet. Windsor McKay. Yep. Uh, and it was um, just a... I mean, it was almost... It, was, it wasn't necessarily like a comic book per se. It was like a weekly comic strip where Nemo would go to Slumberland and have these adventures... And every every one every story would end with him like waking up at home, and realizing he was just on an adventure. And then Japan made a movie off of this. Yes, so it came out in Japan, um, and I want to say it was like 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to the game, of course, I don't think it came to America until 1992. And they had to do all the overdubbing, and they had to cut about 11 minutes worth of uh, film to make it a G rating. Oh, but it was a box oh, office okay. bomb. It did not do well at no, all. No, really? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it went up against uh, Kiki's Delivery Service in Japan. So Kiki's, why does that sound familiar? That's a uh, Studio Ghibli. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Hayao Miyazaki. So yeah, if you're going up against that, you're not gonna. Side note: I just saw a, a, a end cap of Miyazaki films at a store I was at, mm-hmm. and realized. I have not seen a lot of his movies. I haven't either. There are a ton mm-hmm. more than I thought there would have been. Yep. Which ones have you seen? Howl's Movie Castle. Okay, me too. Um, Princess Mononoke. See, yes, I've seen that one. Uh, I've Spirited seen, Away is the one that I've seen like the beginning. Of I have not finished. seen that. Ponyo. I saw Ponyo's the beginning of that one. So good. Yeah. And I think that's it. You've not seen My Neighbor Totoro? No, I haven't. That one's my favorite. It's just dumb. it's dumb, but I love it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Anyways, you can borrow it if you want. Okay. Um, so anyways, uh, it came out. No, Steve, get out of here. Get out of here. Get. Get. Man, that guy, he's adamant. I know. There's a being in here. It's, it's, it borders on rude is what it is. No, get out. Go. Get out of here. feel like I'm losing my mind. Man. Maybe we need to change the locks. How did he even get in here? I don't know. There's one door. I didn't hear a door open. I don't know. Maybe is he through the? He's a big guy. He he is. He's very obese. Yeah, I feel I feel bad for him. 
it's it's a special situation for sure. Anyway, Little Nemo. Okay. Um. So yeah. So it was brought out in 1990. Uh. The so the story is based on the movie. Um. And the movie was based on the comic strip, but kind of loosely based. It just kind of took a. So what you're saying is there's a lot of translation errors coming out. It wasn't necessarily this. translation errors. Um. Just very different ways that the story is told. So. Um, the first one of the first adventures that Nemo goes in goes on um, in the comic is he's invited to uh, Slumberland by King Morpheus mm-hmm. to be from the Matrix. No, not Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, oh just okay. just another dude named Morpheus. Okay, um, to be Princess Camille's uh, play uh, play date or playmate. I, I don't know what kind Probably of connotation date. that means. Probably play date. I think it's playmate. That sounds weird. Um, and Nemo is of course apprehensive. Because she's a girl. Yeah, and Nemo's a young boy, yes. cooties, germs, yeah. girls. But like anyway, that. she goes on an adventure. There's a Nightmare King in there, I'm sure, maybe. I didn't really do a whole lot of research on the comic because there's a lot of uh, comics. Uh, Strips? Yes. Like, I mean, there, it, 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 ran from, it ran from 1905 to 1926. Oh, wow. So 21 years worth of comics. I'm not going to – I didn't really – I mean, I would love to. I'm sure they're great. Would you love to read them? Really? Yeah. Really? I mean, I love Little Nemo. I'd, I'd definitely go back and at least start to read it. Okay. I can't guarantee I'd finish it. All right. But it'd well. definitely be something I'd be interested in doing. Um, so the movie kind of starts with the same thing. Uh, Nemo sees a uh, a parade going through his town, and he's not able to go. His parents won't take him or whatever, so he goes to bed, and he dreams. Like, the people that he saw in the parade are now in the in his dreams, and they invite him to Slumberland, again, to be... The playmate of of Princess Camille, mm-hmm. and he's he meets King Morpheus, and Morpheus is like, "Here's the key to the city, dude. You're a great kid, great job. You're doing all the good things, and you got to promise not to ever unlock this one door. Promise you'll never unlock this door." Oh wow, that's he's a like, terrible response. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. I don't even give a crap what's behind that door. And then comes Flip. Flip is this little frog clown thing who's mm-hmm. just mischievous and like leads him through all these crazy things. And he's like, "Hey, you see that door over there? It's a pretty sweet looking door." open it because he can do it so he does <laughs> it sounds real <laughs> terrifying uh and the nightmare king comes out and <clears throat> kind of takes over slumberland and then nemo has to fight back kill the nightmare king or at least get rid of him and then peace is restored that's frightening yeah so he induces his own nightmares sort of Okay, so and this is the movie. But he learns to keep a promise. And this is the movie. Yes, this is the movie. Now the game. Now the which game, is what we're supposed to talk about is yeah, because I mean we gotta get there. We gotta build up to it. Okay, sure. So the game starts with little Nemo sleeping, mm-hmm. and a zeppelin like comes down into his town. It's the Nazis, isn't it? No, no. Not. Oh, okay. Um, I don't remember what the first person's name is that comes to talk to Nemo, but he's like, hey. Oh, you've been invited by King Morpheus to come to Slumberland to be Princess Camille's playmate. Kind of catching a trend here? Mm-hmm. This is like the main story. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a recurring back, dream. It's like if you go back and you tell the story of Captain America, you're not going to not talk about Hitler and him getting frozen. You just got to do it. Uh, secret origins, if you will. Okay. And he says, I don't know, man. I've never played with a girl before. He's like, well, this isn't just a girl. It's a princess. To which Nemo responds, yeah, but I bet she's still a girl. It's true. Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. But he's not wrong. But the princess has sent a gift mm. to entice him. Can you guess what that gift is? A ball. Candy. Okay. And Nemo's like, wow. And then this is this is me 
paraphrasing from the opening of the game, but it is no, pretty really? close. Okay. Wow. I do like candy, and anyone smart enough to send me candy can't be all bad, right? Oh, that's frightening. Right? Is this kid, this is, is this <laughs> his normal, like, manners that he, like, does he go through his day and be like, oh, this stranger gave me candy, they yeah, can't be that can't bad. Can't be that bad. We're, these parents are terrible. They won't let them go to a parade. They try and they make well, them, they let them, they let them sleep that's during the, the day first. Well, that's the other thing is the mom, you don't really know this until the end of the game. The mom wants them to start waking up early. So at the end of every level in, in Little Nemo, you see Nemo running back into bed or like falling out of bed or being wide awake. And the mom's like, why aren't you sleeping at night and waking up during the daytime? What's wrong with you? I don't know what to do with you anymore. So he sleeps during the day. Yeah, he's sleeping in late all the time because he's having all these crazy dreams. Gotcha. Well, actually, and I have experience from this. Uh, it's probably sleep apnea, maybe, because um, I had a terrible, like, I, tons of dreams uh, all the time before I was diagnosed with sleep apnea, and I would sleep in later because I was super tired. Mm. Maybe he has sleep apnea. It could be. He, this mom obviously has gone undiagnosed to, to for doctor. apparently he 112 like a years CPAP machine or something. Mm-hmm. So in the game, you go, you agree because you're getting candy. And you go up to Slumberland, it's and kind of like how we agreed to do this episode. You yeah, gave me candy. Before. I did give you. I did give you candy. Yeah. So we can be friends, even though I'm a girl. Yep. Perfect. So the first level is the mushroom forest, and you're immediately met by Flip, and okay. Flip just kind of tells you the basics of the game. He's like, "Wow, this place is dangerous, but you're gonna go through anyway." Uh, so listen, there's a bunch of animals around here. They love candy, so give them candy, and I'm sure they'll do nice things for you. Uh, and then there, every door is locked, so you're gonna need a whole bunch of keys. By the way, my name's Flip. That's what he says. So he's not evil. No, doesn't seem to be evil. He just seems like a dude. Okay. And then okay. you go through levels. So the idea that it's a basic platformer. You go through. There are enemies. You can't. Uh, you can't hurt the enemies at all. Like you just get hit by them. Uh, until you find certain animals wandering around the screen that are just kind of like wandering back and forth. They're not hostile they don't have angry eyebrows really um they just look like neutral animals that are all over the place and you feed them candy so and it's usually three pieces and then they fall asleep and then you jump into them and then like a poof happens and then you're like the first one you come across is a frog mm-hmm. and you poof into it and all of a sudden you are inside the frog skin and you can jump around uh which allows you to jump on enemies as you would like with mario or anything else this is and- terrifying Scattered throughout the levels, there are keys. Um, you don't know how many keys you need to unlock the door at the end of the level. You just collect them and hope you're, you're right. Otherwise, you have to backtrack and find what keys you missed. It changes every time? Or uh, no, it's uh, I mean, it's, it's set for every is. level. Oh, okay. Um, like, for example, the first level needs six keys. Um, after that, I think it's, it's usually like between five or six, and there's one stage that needs seven, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you just kind of have to go through and hope that you're not missing anything. Um, and then once you get the key... You wake up in the night, your mom yells at you, you go back to sleep, and you go to the next level. And you do that for seven levels. So you have the mushroom forest, you have like a flower field or something like that. I don't remember the titles of the levels perfectly. Uh, There's a train level, which is usually where most people stop because it's a constant moving to the right uh, side-scrolling level. It's an auto-scroller. Yeah, it's an auto. There you go. Auto-scroller. You're on top of a train. There are enemies everywhere. They're dropping bombs on you. There are spike traps. The level speeds up. The level slows down. It's a real pain in the neck. So you got to be really good at this game to be able to beat it. Pretty good. This is this is kind of that separates the men from the boys as well. Oh, okay. And how long did it take you to beat it that one day? I don't remember. I think I got it on like two or three tries. I play this game a lot. Yeah, you beat the whole game in like an hour. Maybe. It was yeah, it was a, it maybe a little bit over an hour. Um. So after the train, you're in a deep sea level where you can take over crabs, which is pretty cool, and a fish, 
Um, then you go to Nemo's house. You fight your way through Nemo's house. Then there's a sky. Who is Nemo? Nemo's the kid. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry, I, 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 I was thinking of like a villain Nemo. Sorry. Oh no, the, the villain's Nightmare King. Oh, okay. Yep. So Nemo, Morpheus, Camille, Flip, Nightmare King. Gotcha. Uh, so then you are in a sky. Like it looks like you're on top of buildings or like floating through the sky and stuff. As one of my favorite songs in the game, which. I talked about in Rhythm of Retro mm-hmm. uh, back in, what was that, December at this point? Yeah, it goes... Nope, that's Bubble Bobble. Yeah, like, that's how it goes. No. It goes. Anyway, you can go back and listen to that episode. Okay. I might even splice it in here. Who knows? Ooh. Fancy productions. Uh, then you go to Topsy Turvy, which is the name of the level, because mm-hmm. everything's upside down. And then after you finish Topsy Turvy, you are welcome to Slumberland by Princess Camille, who tells you that the Nightmare King had the reason that she invited you was even though you were told earlier it was, it was Morpheus. The reason why you were invited to Slumberland was uh, King Morpheus has been taken by the Nightmare King, and you need to defeat him. And you can use this Morning Star to fight him. Wait, 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 wait. King Morpheus came to see you. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. I yeah, you were that. just you were met by some flunky. Oh, okay. So it's like this lieutenant or second in command or something. Sort of, yeah. Okay, but so King Morpheus is taken. You're here to help out the princess. Yep. And you can use this Morning Star to defeat him. But you're Nemo. You don't know how to use a Morning Star. Good news. Morning Star is a mace. Yes. It's a deadly weapon. Mm hmm. Does he use it? He does because Princess Camille uses magic to teach him how to use it. Oh. And then he's able to, to decide between throwing candy and using. Is there a drawback between killing animals and. Throwing candy? Uh, well, with the with the Morning Star, you just kill things. Yeah. With candy, you can still get inside the animals. As gross as that sounds. Yeah. I or mean, or ride the animals. Okay. So what would you prefer? I mean, you need both. Oh. Okay. You, you hit. I think I believe you hit select, and it will uh, change which which item you're using gotcha. between the candy and the Morning Star. Okay. Uh, so then you go through the Nightmare King or the Nightmare Land. I think there are two levels of Nightmare Land, and then you finally fight the Nightmare King, and then everything's all done. And King Morpheus says, that's great. Thank you so much for helping us out. I'm going to make you Prince of Slumberland. Oh, he stays there. He says, I'm going to make you Prince. How's that sound? He goes, wow, that sounds great, but I need to get home. I promised my mom I would start waking up early. Oh, okay. Promise. And all these promises. He didn't. And King Morpheus goes, you're right, Nemo. It's important to keep your promises. You should do that. So Nemo says, that's cool. Can I come back and visit? And he goes, you can come back and visit us every time you go to sleep. So he's like still Prince of Slumberland, I guess. He just reigns from afar, maybe. Okay. And then uh, Princess Camille gives you a smooch, and then you go back home. And then you don't get any candy to take with you. I don't, you know, I don't know. Do they you take the morning? They don't star really discuss with you? that. Like if he woke up with a morning star and his mom saw it, right? would be freaked. Out. Who needs? Who needs to promise your mom to wake yeah. up early listen, when you've got a morning star? Listen, ma, I ain't gonna wake up early. Good okay? morning, star, mom. You uh, say angrily nope. as you're holding. Mm, nope. Nope. Can't do it. Can't do that. Can't do that. Why not? Nope. No, puns. Oh. Bad puns. But he's greeting his mom with a morning star. Bad puns. In the morning. Bad puns. Good morning, star mom. I'm star in charge mom? of this house. Good morning, star mom. Good morning, star mom. <laughs> star man's mom. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, platformer, you Yarp. like this game. Is I this love a, this is game. Is it one that you recommend to people? Absolutely. Now, how did you find this game? Um, I think a friend of mine had it. Okay. When I was growing up, and I would just randomly see it, and uh, I would play it as often as I could. And the cover of the game is pretty rad. It's got uh, Nemo riding on a bed that has like legs that you never see in the game, 
uh, with like a giant scary tree and some alligators jumping at him. Oh, okay. Um, and the art style is reminiscent of like old Disney stuff, so you almost feel like you're you're going to be playing an old Disney game, and you're not really. Now, as I rec- recall, there was a, the water level, right, mm-hmm. where you die instantly if you touch water, right? No. What was that one about? Um, there are, I mean, there what are was pits. It? Wasn't there pits or something? Yeah, yeah. So you can swim in the water, but if you go down too low, then you die. Oh, okay, that was it. Uh, but then the even the deep sea level, uh, I think it's called Night Sea, is, is level four. There's like sand at the bottom. You can't really go too deep. There are certain spots where you can drop off, but oh, okay. usually they're like spikes at the top and other angry fish that are hard to kill. So, gotcha. But yeah, there's still. I mean, your your classic pitfalls and stuff like that. Um, let's see what else was cool about this. Oh. I didn't know this until I started researching. There was actually an arcade version of this game, too. Ooh, Just really? called Nemo. Huh. Yep. How does it compare to the console version? Uh, I mean, still the idea is you're, you're, being, you're just going to Slumberland. It's, 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 I believe it's still based off the movie because it has you know some of the same characters, and it actually has a, a cut scene after one of the levels of uh, Flip talking you into opening the door. Oh. Even though you, you've made a promise not to. So the interesting thing with the arcade is there are only seven levels um, as opposed to, like, the ten that are in the NES version. Uh, It starts off with the train level, um, and you have the morning star throughout the entire thing. You don't throw candy at all. You're just in your pajamas. Massacre. Yeah, it's a two-player game, so you can play as Nemo. It's it's sort of like uh, Streets of Rage in the sense where you have two characters on the screen at the same time. You're both fighting things. Um, Nemo has a, his scepter where he can, or his morning star where he just hits people and occasionally gets power ups where he can shoot beams out of it. Uh, Flip, it looks like he just like punches and kicks his way through. I don't okay, know. he doesn't get any power ups or anything. I didn't really see. it. I watched an entire playthrough of someone playing uh, playing the arcade version and finished in like twenty minutes. Oh wow! Um, without dying at all, so that was pretty cool. But he didn't play his flip, and also who knows what flip does. Okay. It looks like just from the cutscenes in between, like every time you go to a new level, it shows the two of them like fighting or something in between, just as like a fun animation, just like in Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man, where the ghost he's chasing the ghost, and then he gets chased by them, and he comes back even bigger. One of those kind of like filler things. Oh, okay. Humor. Yep. Humor. So the arcade version starts with the train level. Uh, then you go to the topsy turvy level where everything's all upside down, uh, and then you're in the cloud level. And then the police station, which is a new thing. It almost looked like... Police station? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are toys and stuff all running around. you got to beat up the toys. Uh, the levels are actually surprisingly short. It felt like he was going through a lot of the main levels and getting to the bosses in a matter of like a minute, which seemed entirely sh- and, too short. And you still collect keys throughout all this? No. No, you're not. Oh. You're literally just going through and beating stuff up That's as you go through the That's probably why it seems so short. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, it's, it's very linear. You go across a couple screens and then you're done. You fight a, a random boss. Most of them look like uh, toy soldiers, sort mm-hmm. of, um, until you unlock the Nightmare King, and then you meet Camille, and she's like, "Yeah, save my dad." Or actually, no, Camille gets taken with. I forget in this one, he's the Camille and Morpheus are, are stolen. Oh, okay. So then you have to fight to get them back. And there's not really much of an ending to this one. It's just like, "Congratulations, you beat him. Good job. You're not a prince. Thanks yet. for keeping your promise, but you didn't really. No. Yeah." So would it, would you buy an arcade version of this if you could? Uh, it's incredibly rare. Yeah. Most people who have this game only own like the circuit board for it. Um, I would love to see a, a cabinet for it, but I don't think I would go out and buy it. Why not? Because uh, if I'm going to buy an arcade machine, I'd rather put it towards something else, a little like more Street substantial. Fighter. Yeah, Street Fighter, um, Simpsons, one of the one of the classic side-scrolling beat 'em up games. But don't know that I would go directly for Nemo. Okay. It's it looks fun, 
The graphics are, are obviously a lot better than the NES version, but the music is pretty pretty terrible on the NES or not the NES version but the arcade version. R- really? That's yeah. surprising. I mean it it sounds it sounds like it's it's got a little bit more uh effort put into it cuz obviously it's it's capable of sounding better. Yeah. But it just sounds like a mess. It's not as huh. beautifully orchestrated as the MIDI soundtrack. Uh, yeah. That's um, fair. The soundtrack was done by uh, I can't remember the guy's name or it might even be a lady. I don't even remember at this point. Who's the lady? Uh cuz the this person lady? Didn't use their name in the game. It just like in the, when you look at the credits, it says Junko, J U N yeah J U N K O. Um, so let me. What uh, you've played Little Nemo before, right? I have. I didn't tell I me was, about it. I was not as su- successful as you were at it. Um, when it comes to platformers, I'm not the greatest. Um, until I get a few tries in on it. Mm-hmm. So, I I liked the game. It was interesting. It reminded me of of a cool unique alternative to Mario, you know, that that kicked off platformers, but mm-hmm. I do not enjoy it as much as you do. I I love platforming just in general. Yeah, you are let's what's the word? Like if you were addicted to something, like if if you had like a fix, it would be for platformers. That Usually, would be your yeah. drug. Mhm. Uh, yeah, so, so Junko, I was I was incorrect. Her name is Junko. Oh, okay. Junko Tamiya, and went by Ganzu. Ganzu. Uh, and she is responsible for um, the NES port of the original Bionic Commando, Strider, um, obviously Little Nemo. Did a ton of stuff for for Capcom, uh, Tiger Road, Gunsmoke, 1943, uh, Final Fight, Sweet Home. Street Fighter 2010, the final fight. Mm. Uh, the Bionic Commando rearmed. She actually helped out on, which was pretty rad. That was the one that was in uh, that they re-released for the 360 and PS3 a little while ago. Oh, nice! Uh, very techno sounding um, soundtrack. Sorry, I drew a blank on what I was trying to wow. say. That's pretty talented, right there. Yeah, composer. Yep, uh, and and so- a sweet name, Junko. Junko, Gonzo Junko. Mm-hmm. Um, so you. Recommend this game. I absolutely recommend this game, and if not, at the very least, I recommend you go and listen to the soundtrack because every every song is good. There's not a bad one in the bunch, and it's single player. Single player, like the arcade. Yep. Um, it is uh, listed actually as one of IGN's top 100 NES games, ranked at number 68. That's pretty good in the middle right there. Yeah. There's a lot of there. I mean, there's you know like 32 other games that are uh, that had to beat out. 32. 68 that would be oh yeah 100. sorry I, th- I thought you were for some reason I was thinking that it was like there were only 32 games that needed to be played <laughs> I heard it all wrong it's yeah okay. I, are you okay I might be okay. it's a little bit sleepy in here Steven really did a number on you Steven I, for a second I thought he was back <laughs> you made me look around no I, I don't see him I Good. don't see him he also carries a weird stench with him so mm-hmm. like I don't smell it anymore right it's, now and you don't smell it until he's already talking it's kind of like in in like Supernatural where there's the ghosts that come by and you smell sulfur. That's kind of what it is. I thought you were talking about the show Supernatural. Yes, was, oh. the show Supernatural. Yeah, I've never seen it. Okay, I think I'm okay with that. I think too. Steven might be coming back, but no, no, no. Okay, he better I don't not think be. So. I mean, I was a false alarm. <clears throat> yeah, but that's. Uh, I mean, it, it. Other than it, uh, being having a movie that came out shortly after the game was released in America. There wasn't really a whole lot of uh, culture Im- cultural impact on this game. Uh, it doesn't seem like it was, you know, they obviously never made a sequel to it. Um, 
most people don't realize Little Nemo is a thing, you know, let alone that it was a comic or a movie. Would you like to see this game remade? I don't think so. No? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like I mean, a remade as a platformer. Not like, like a, a modern game, but like a remake of the platformer. Like if they were uh, like almost like a port for one of the new... No, like how, like... Um, how, like I was saying, Bionic Commando? Kind of. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, what if the makers of Shovel Knight remade this? Ooh. I would be tempted. You're like a modern platformer. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. I just don't know, like, how, Cause, like, uh, how engaging it would be. There, there's some games that you love for the gameplay, and there's some games that you love for the story and the environment. And, yeah. And when games with the gameplay are remade, you probably enjoy those a lot more than you would than if it was a game for the story and the yeah. environment because a lot of that feeling is in the old feel of the game. You yeah. Know? So, like... I almost worry it would be almost like the, the Santa Claus movies with Tim Allen. How they would just have to try to find... Like, because you were to get the Nightmare King. You started off with the Nightmare King. How are you going to get better than that? I mean, the Nightmare King comes back. That's kind of lame. Like, the Santa Claus movies eventually... They have a Nightmare... uh, Santa Claus movies eventually battled Jack Frost. Mm -hmm. That was dumb. Not that I saw it, but... He also battled single. Being single. He sure did. (laughs) One movie was dedicated to him, Finding a Wife. Yeah. So I think they could definitely, they've got room to make another game. Obviously, it's Dreamland. You can have all sorts of, of crazy dreams. So you'd like it to maybe even be in another place or still do with I mean, as if, Princess if, Camille? If it was still going to, be, I mean, it doesn't have to have Princess Camille. It, I mean, that'd be nice to have, like, the throwback, but I don't know, you know, if they can make it an engaging enough. I mean, it doesn't even need that much of an engaging story. The, little, the original Little Nemo is just like, hey, come be my friend. Fight all these things. Save my dad. Go home. Like, it doesn't have to be anything groundbreaking but i feel especially you know being almost 30 years after the fact it'd be kind of a weird weird pull as much as i'd love to play another little nemo game i don't know that that would quite have the the charm that this one has okay that's fair that's kind of like the new ghostbusters you know yeah didn't need to happen yeah i suppose you're right yeah i'd like to see i guess i would like to see the you know yacht club games just make another platformer or continue to make Shovel Knight. Are stuff. they still? Oh, oh yeah. yeah there's still two more Shovel Knight expansions we we are getting. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, we still need to get Specter Knight and uh, King. The no, what's his name? King Kamehameha. No, I, I think don't know. I think it was King Knight or something. Anyway, I have not played Shovel Knight, so I don't know. I don't know how to, how to deal with that. Okay, you well, need to do it. Have about, you Have you even played like the opening level? No, I think. I think Jay might have it upstairs. He probably does. We need to, before we leave today, you need to at least play the first level. Okay, we'll see. I promise that whatever price you have to pay for it is 110% worth it. You will not be disappointed. So you'll buy it for me? If I had the cash, I would buy it for you. Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, don't. You don't have to do that. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's yeah. how much I love that game, and okay. I know you'll like it as well. Yeah, probably. So. Well, let's move on. So, yes. So Little Nemo, down memory lane, yes. dreamland lane. Good game. I, I, it was, it's fun. If you like platformers, this is mm-hmm. definitely something you need to try. It is, it is extreme. I guess I wouldn't say extremely difficult. Uh, the Wikipedia page shows, uh, so as, as they explain the game, they say, throughout each level, the player encounters several animals, which after being fed will allow Nemo to use their powers. Using the powers of some animals is necessary, while others simply make things easier. The animals' life bars of, often differ from Nemo, 
and some animals possessing extra have or possess extra strength bars. <clears throat> such abilities are vital as many challenging obstacles exist throughout the game, such as like you have to climb up the walls, climb up trees, uh, fly, you know, stuff like that. Um, and the enemies are virtually almost infinite. So you walk you walk away from their their spawn you know point they will they will come back they're just never ending sometimes no oh, wow that's that's scary and it says as such a little nemo is generally regarded as a highly difficult game which i don't know if it's just cuz i've been playing it my whole life or what but i don't i mean there's definitely a challenge to it some of the later you, levels are you are particularly adept to platform yes. games though so for you to say you know it's not as difficult as understandable because you're very good at them yeah, i suppose I was looking as I was kind of researching some of this stuff. There was a uh, a related YouTube link of uh, the angry video game na- uh, nerd or the angry Nintendo nerd or whatever he goes by, mm-hmm. uh, and like his top ten hardest games. And he threw Mega Man Two in that mix. Really? Yeah. So, again, that's one of those like Mega Man Two is by far the easiest one for me to finish. I don't know about you, but uh, it's definitely harder than one. Really? I mean, I'm sorry. It's definitely not harder than one. Yeah, one is, is... Wow, sorry. I had a brain fart. Glitch is a, a glitching aside is is the hardest one, in yeah. my opinion. Oh, yeah. I would say followed by eight. Eight was pretty difficult. One and eight, they cut. It, they didn't have uh, E-Tanks. Yep. Eight, for whatever reason, they just said, nah, no more E-Tanks. I don't think E-tanks. you could slide in either one of them. Could you, you could slide in, in eight. You couldn't <clears> charge. <throat> yeah, you could. In eight? Mm-hmm. You sure? Positive. Okay. Yeah, the only thing they took out was uh, E-Tanks, which made fighting the final form of Wily just that much more difficult. Hmm. Being precise. Yep. <clears throat> Anyways. <coughs> Pardon so, me. So, that has been the topic of this sh- week's show. We want to move on, though, to our retro relapse of the week. We do retro relapse. <clears throat> what? We played some games. We Yes, we did play some games. So, here is our retro relapse for this week. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. We played a great game. Let me tell you, this game... We definitely played a game. This this game is uh, the epitome of beat-em-ups. Mm-hmm. By epitome, I mean it's it's a pretty terrible beat 'em up game. Yeah. We played Rival Turf. Rival with an exclamation point. Turf. Now I've not actually looked at the cover for this game. This game has two punks on it, which are neither characters in the game. It looks like they're trying to be. They're not. They're not any characters. So, Simultaneous two player action. So this game was released in nineteen ninety two in Japan on the SNES and then came to North America in the same year, but just one month later. Um, so this is a beat 'em up style video game by Jalico Games, mm-hmm. which has made quite a few Nintendo products. Um, it's the so originally in Japan it was supposedly supposed to be the first of a trilogy, but when they ported it to North America, they just broke them up as three individual games. Okay, so I know it sounds sounds really weird. So the Japanese game name is Rushing Beat. All right. And the series is supposed to be Brawl Brothers is the second one, and The Peacekeepers is the third game. But, again, those were just split up. So the whole plot is, and I, and you don't get this from anything, the, the game just starts. Yeah, it just immediately comes up with its, like you said, hairy letters. It says Rival Schools and Rival please, Turf. Rivals, Rival, schools. Ri- Rival Schools, that'd be a much better game. Why, oh, didn't, we, God, why yes. didn't we play Rival Schools? <laughs> Rival Turf, sorry. Um, and just says 
Press start. Yep. So it, it blows up like a map of the United States or something, uh-huh. and then you like go to a level. Well, and you have you, to choose your character first. You do. So you choose between two characters, Jack Flack. Jack Black is in this game? Jack Flack. And Kyle Gass. Jack Flack. It's and, Tenacious D, the video game. And Oswald Uzi Nelson. Uzi Nelson. Uzi Nelson. You think they meant to say Ozzy? And maybe they you just know, spelled they it probably weird? did. <laughs> they probably did mean to do Ozzy. Yeah. Because when I first saw Uzi, I was like, maybe he's got an Uzi. Or maybe he's from Chrono Trigger. Or maybe he's from Chrono Trigger. But neither was yeah. the case. And the interesting thing is you the from these portraits, it looks like you, you secretly actually have Axel from yep. Streets of Rage uh-huh. and M. Bison yes. from Street Fighter. And when you start the game, it looks like you have Axel... <laughs> Yeah, Streets of Rage, and you have Mario, super buffed out, dressed as M Bison, or like M Bison doing a weird cosplay of Mario. Yeah, that's true because it was it was very weird looking. Yeah. Now the balancing of the game goes: Nelson is obviously a stronger, slower thug guy, or, or actually not a thug guy. Sorry, he's a uh, he's a almost police, like a wrestler. He's a police officer. Oh yeah, he's a captain of the police. Uh, uh Captain squad. Uzi Nelson. Um, and then also. Jack Flack is a Jack fast, Black is, is in this game? Jack Flack. F-L-A-C-K. Oh, like a flak jacket. Yes. He is a faster, speedier character, but takes, you know, a little bit more damage. Okay. And you it's just your side scrolling beat em up. It's really there's not a lot to it. The characters of the enemies that you fight are real weird. But let me read this plot line for you. Okay. okay. Jack Flack's girlfriend. Jack Black is in this game? I'm uh, I am going <laughs> crazy right now <laughs> i will call steven and get don't him in here. do it okay jack's girlfriend heather has been kidnapped by big al big al big al and his gang the street kings <laughs> that's right big al's got a gang called the street kings so jack enlists his friend oswald Uzi Nelson. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely supposed to be Ozzy. <laughs> to, to rescue his girlfriend and completely rid the city of the Street Kings okay. once and for all. So he's got some lofty So goals. the Street Kings have some turf. Apparently. And they're their rivals. Mm-hmm. And and so... And so this game's called Rival Schools. This, you start out the game by heading to the sports stadium. The sports stadium, which is real close to <laughs> Buttface. <laughs> there is a sign in this level where Xander thought it said butt face. And it does. And it, it looks, looks like, it says, like butt it says butt face. At least it did on the Retron. It did. It did. It look, and the Retron enhances the graphics, so like it's got to be butt face. It also kind of blurs some of the, the, the sharp angles. That's so who true. knows. Um, it looked like it said stadium right, and then underneath it said butt face. <laughs> so uh, you basically go to the stadium to find more information out about Big Al's hideout. Now, you fight many, many different types of weapons or enemies in this game. Now, one thing I liked about side-scrolling beat-em-ups back in the day, like Streets of Rage or Final Fight, is you would fight these guys and they would have names pop up. And they would almost... I mean, you could probably expect to see some repeats every once in a while. Uh But, you know, like you would see Hugo or, you know, different names that would pop up as you're fighting these. In this game, they do something (laughs) interesting. Every type of character that you fight has the same name. Well, okay, yeah, so I got a little bit further than you in the game. So you have, in the beginning, you have a bullet Mm -hmm. guy. You have a guy whose name is Case, Mm -hmm. whose head 
is the shape is is a motorcycle helmet, but is the size of a normal person's head. Yeah. So I'm assuming so. his head is made of a motorcycle helmet, or he's got a really small head and makes up for it by wearing uh, a motorcycle helmet. You have skinny, skinny, yep. which is like a skinny jeans punk. Yep. You have Goro. Yep. You have Warrior. Warrior. And these are all generic names, obviously, but each one of them does something different. Goro later stages is a character name. Um, what did I say? I don't remember. Uh, what's the Green Hornet? Um, Kato. Kato. His name's Kato, and he's dressed in a white gi with red gloves and a red hat. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so these characters they're they're unique in the fact that they like do different fight styles. Mm-hmm. Oh, you've also Butch. Oh yeah, Butch which is, is is a Butch looks like. <laughs> A, um, a growth looks like a babam with human arms and legs. <laughs> a weirdly it's, shaped guy yeah. who has a shoulder pad, which looks like a a merce just yeah. on his shoulder, and he keeps it there just so he can hear his coins yes. jingling around. Right. So you fight these characters, and they're annoying. Their hitboxes are inconsistent. Yeah. And they deal a lot of damage to you. Mm-hmm. And you it seems like it takes forever. So you can pick them up, or throw them, or punch them, or jump, punch, whatever beat them up style game. You kind of get the idea. Yeah. But as you go through the game, they just change colors. Yeah. And then they just change names. And it's real bad. It's real confusing when you're reading up case, case, and case. And it gets even better when you fight Reggie, who is a black skinny character with dreads oh, that throws dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's a character that just throws sticks of dynamite. Oh, man. And you can break objects in the level and you can pick them up, but you have to be literally standing exactly over them in middle of your feet. Otherwise, you can't pick up these items. Um, so we go to the first boss, Genie. Yes. When I asked you what this character's name was, you 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 warned me. Right I warned as, you. Right like, as we got to the corner of yep. Stadium and Buttface, yep. you're like, you're about to come up with your first enemy, your first boss. Yep. And he showed up on screen. He says, "I want you to guess what this guy's name is." Yep. And he's wearing. He's like a. He's he seems like an averagely you know buff dude mm-hmm. wearing a pink vest, mm-hmm. uh, a turban, mm-hmm. and like parachute pants and, and sandals and sandals. Uh, so obviously, I said genie. Mm-hmm. And that was exactly. And that's the name. exactly his name. <laughs> and I thought you were joking at first. Like, how did you guess? And then I looked up as I was fighting him, and it said genie. <laughs> it said genie, and he had a scimitar. Yes, which was straight instead of curved. Yeah, it looked more like a, almost a, like a more like a rapier. Yeah, a rapier. Yep, and he had a cummerbund. Mm-hmm. Um, that's was, true. It yeah. was it was great. Um, so there's really weird enemies. Later on, you fight a guy named Sledge, which is like this black guy with like a green outfit and a boombox, and does other stuff. And you also fight a guy named Slasher, who has a uh, a what's his name from Street Fighter with the mask? Uh, uh, Vega. Vega mask, and he like stands on this edge of this railing, and he does this to you, like a come here. Yeah. But it looks like his middle finger, <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like he's flicking you off. Um, so this game tried real hard to be like a street fighter. Oh, it, it, it has a character named Arnold, which is like a buff, wife-beatered guy in jeans with sunglasses on and hair that's like back. It's not, is it flat on it, the top? It's, is he it, trying it's to be flat, dialed? It's flat. No, it's like, uh, it, it, it looks like... Like like a Kurt Russell, typical Kurt Russell okay. slick back hairdo yeah. in the, from the 80s. Okay. Um. And it just gets weirder and weirder. Eventually, the guy's name becomes Gigante at one point. So the game is not creative. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. The levels are boring, and the environment is not interactable, except for like a few things you can pick up and break, which has like a delay on if they drop items. Yeah, I remember hitting the one thing, and it broke. And I was like, oh, 
That was anticlimactic, and I started to walk away, yeah. and then a then a can of soda popped. Yeah, up. probably like five or ten seconds afterwards. Yeah. Um, you can pick up knives, but you throw them. Uh, you can pick up bricks, but you throw them. Mm-hmm. You can pick up uh, genie sword, sword. Yep, which, which he won't let you use against you. Nope, he grabs against it him as you punch. He punches him. you and then takes the sword back. Yep. So overall, he's very territorial. That genie. Uh, overall, it's a better game of two player. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I played mostly as Nelson because he, I'm sorry, Uzi, Uzi, because he did more damage and he took less damage. But I played as Flack a little bit, and he was Jack good. Jack Flack too. is in this game. Yes, Jack Flack is in this game. What about Jack Black? No, Jack Black is not in this game. Nuts. So, how would you rate this game? Like, like, would you? It, I would. I like, would oh, be willing to go back. Up, it, how would you compare it to typical beat 'em ups? Um, a little laggy, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it seemed to be on par with with the other ones, I would. I mean, I'd be willing to go back upstairs and and play it on two player mode and see how far we get and how ridiculous the enemies get. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see it when I when I think back on on beat 'em ups. I'm more likely to to gravitate towards Final Fight or yeah. Streets of Rage. That's fair. I'm I'm right there with you. So like, I would rate this game probably um, out of eight bits. I'd give it like maybe like a three. I'd give it a solid four and a half. Really? Yeah. Man, you're more generous than I am. Yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't. I would do. I wouldn't rate it on the bad side. Like I'd give it. I'd, it's a I'd lean grade. more bad because I. I guess for me, I like consistency, and when at I least, couldn't get consistency with hitting, it, that was annoying to me. See, at least, for me, I didn't. I didn't really notice that problem a lot. I did notice I picked up and threw characters a lot, which seemed a little bit weird. Yeah, but it. It never felt broken to me. It never felt like a janky kind of game. It just looked like it was kind of thrown out just to match what was going on in the market at the mm-hmm. time. That's fair. That's a fair assessment. So you know, I, like I said, I, it it gets a passing grade from me. Um, I wouldn't say it's it's great. It definitely needs a little bit more polish and a little bit more creativity. Mm-hmm. But overall, it didn't seem terrible. When you were when I came in and we almost didn't get a chance for me to play it, I was mm-hmm. like, no, I, I feel like I should at least try it. <laughs> You're like, no, it's bad. <laughs> I was expecting like a giant turd. So maybe that it's, it's not as bad as the other game I played, which was Choplifter Three. Which was terrible. Yeah. Which may make an I'd, appearance in a later episode, but I'm not sure. Yeah, we, I, I guess not we. I took a huge risk of saying, "Hey, I'm going to be a little bit late to recording today." You pick the games. I did. I did okay. You did okay. I did okay. Yeah. No, it's it's all right. Season two is is going well for you so yes. far. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. So, so yeah, that's been uh, the legend. I'm sorry, the retro relapse game. If you guys have played it and you have a different opinion, let us know. Um, you can send us emails info at bit at. At, sorry, wow, I almost did old school bit by 8-bit right there. Yeah. Info at thelegendofretro.com. Uh, you can listen to the episodes on Motor City Gaming's website, motorcitygaming.com. You can find the episode list there also for the GameZilla show. So go check out the GameZilla podcast every Tuesday. Talk mm-hmm. about current gaming news with Grim, Jazzy, the Dead Eye Knight, Ethan, and new arrival to new, the show new silent producer cable 2k and they do it live too they do so fa- uh, facebook on monday nights is when they record so you can see it live there it's just like an unedited rough copy of the show but you get mm-hmm. the real deal produced and polished mm-hmm. on tuesdays yep you were on there recently i was on the first live episode yeah. yes it was a great i remember time. tuning in and feeling like i was being you know, like my heart was ripped out. Oh, it's okay. Being left it, behind. Don't worry about it. You have no heart. Whatever. Um, so <clears throat> we're back in the swing of things. Yep. Stay tuned for more episodes coming up. We are almost forgetting our new recurring segment. Oh, what? 
our uh, character bracket. Oh, we're going to start that right now? Yeah, we're going to continue okay. it. Okay. So um, if, if you are not familiar, you missed the previous episode. Um, we are every, at the end of every episode, we're kind of having like a bracket. We're going to have our, we're going to start with our favorite RPG characters, um, and just kind of throw them head to head and you guys will vote on them on Mm -hmm. the, uh, legend of retro Facebook page. There it is. Get those words out. Yeah. Sorry. Um, and then we'll update you every once in a while that you know how the runnings go until there is only one remaining champion. Yeah, we're going to do a, what, 16, 32 yep, 16. character bracket, 16 and 16 on each side. I don't know yep. if we'll actually have the bracket, but yeah. it'll be we'll in polls. And we're going to put them up against each other. So yep. we're, so we're going to throw it out. My character this time is going to be Gino from Super Mario RPG. Oh, yeah. oh, you're going like that route. Yeah. Oh, I'm just taking a. My, well, is this my the first character? matchup, or is this just a character that you're adding in? That's just a character. I, this is a, this is one of our matchups. Oh, this is one of the matchups yep. right now. So just go ahead and and drop one on me. Drop. Uh, who's who's a, who are you putting? Who are you going to pit against Gino, for for the for the Legend of Retro Champion? I don't even know who Gino best, is. Uh, you never played Super Mario RPG? I have not. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I. I've, confession time. I've oh my it. goodness. You. Oh. Um, you, if I had to pick you, a RBG character to put up against Gino, uh, maybe I should call Steven. Maybe he might not. No. Let's go to the mall. The mall? The mall. Are you going to the mall today? Are you going to the mall No, today? please spell the word couch. <laughs> what? I thought you were making a Billy Madison reference. No. When he was during the spelling bee in third grade. And he had to spell the word couch, and he goes C O U R, and then he goes, "Are you going to the mall later?" Is what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Madison, I'm not going to the mall later. Please continue spelling the word. Okay. Um, wow, I'm having a hard time picking a RPG character to compete against Gino because all I can think of is like big heavy hitters. Go for it. Gino is my is one of my big heavy hitters. Really? Yeah. Why? Gino. So f- for the uneducated, because I don't know who Gino is. Disappointment. Gino comes from the scar- the stars. He he inhabits the life of a doll, um, and has all sorts of crazy magic stuff. He's got an attack where you, if you time it right, he does nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine damage every time. Oh, so he's, he's just like awesome. cheap guys. No, he's super cool. So he's just like really, really cheap. No, guys. outside of outside of that, he's he's one of the the main compelling characters of that game. I'm gonna go with Vincent. Vincent from, from Final, Final Fantasy VII. Okay, why Vincent? He had a great game that came out separate called Dirge, Dirge of Cerberus, Cerberus, which I really enjoyed, and which was more of a Devil May Cry style game. Wasn't it, it is, and that's why I really liked it. But also, growing up and playing the Final Fantasy VII game, I. Liked, you know, I was in high school, emo mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, you love vampires. He was, okay, no, that's not it. <laughs> he was more emo, dark, brooding, uh, so I liked his style. And he was very different from all the other characters. Mm-hmm. And the, he used a gun, which was interesting. Uh, well, Barry kind of used a gun, too, yeah. and, to an extent, but he was just was a, arm. a dark character yeah. uh, with, like, an evil background. Mm-hmm. So that's why. And I you found him in a creepy him. point in the game. Yep. Yep. All right. So head over to the Legend of Retro Facebook page and vote. cast your vote between Gino and Vincent. I have mm-hmm. a feeling playing the Final Fantasy VII card, Gino might get knocked out, but I have faith that Gino is a strong character. He he is. I think he's of a popular genre mm-hmm. from uh, Super Mario games. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. 
Uh, and so with that, we will update you when we uh, the next chance we get um, of what you know what the standings are between all the episodes. It's going to be a little bit weird as we you know we record these beforehand and then we check the uh, we check the Facebook stuff afterwards. But uh, keep up with us on there, and we'll make sure that a winner is crowned. Yes, it's going to be all season all all, all season long. Yeah. So or until we finish long, who knows? or until we finish it. We but might, basically, it's it going to go for over. a while. Yeah. Uh, we also want to thank the Detroit Beard Collective yes. for sponsoring this episode. Go over to DetroitBeardCollective.com, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout, save 20% off on orders $25 or more. Yes. Now, is there anything else you want to plug before we end out the show? Uh, GameZilla, Detroit Beard Collective. No, I'm good. I All can't right. think of anything else. Well, unless you want guys want to send me money, in which case I will take it. Yeah, send them money, and so me. then I can buy chops a copy of Shovel Knight. Apparently, you need to do it. Um, if you want to send us any questions, you know we we're not going to be answering questions on the shows anymore. We just felt like we wanted to give you more content as far as games that we're discussing. So yeah, we may have some episodes here and there about questions. We'll check in with you every once um, in a while. Let's not get this yeah. wrong. We're not. Not we're not giving up, but yeah. we just want to you know focus more on the game side. So if you do have any questions, though, you can send them to us again at the email address, or you can put them on the page. Yep, info at legendofretro.com or the Facebook group. That's right. So yep. thank you all for listening to this episode of Legend of Retro. Thank you, Chops, for being here. Thank you, Xander, for, for being here. And Steve, stay out! I don't know where you're it's, at. Uh, Steven. Whatever. I don't think he let... I think he's very particular about his name. Okay. So that concludes this episode of The Legend of Retro. Check back with us next time when The The Legend legend continues. I told you to get out of here! No, I really like video games. No, get out! Uh...